This is an A&R podcast on episode 21. Today we will be talking about games that were announced during E3 2021. We will also talk about the Netflix Masters of the Universe He-Man series and rumors. And finally, we will be talking about new info on the Indiana Jones 5. Let's go. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another great episode. We have some great fun topics today to talk about. But I like always, before we get into it, I've got to introduce my fellow Sesame Street members. I got my friend D. <laughs> D, who are you? Did you like like as a kid in Sesame Street? Did you watch it at all? I did. I don't even know who I liked. I'm just gonna go with Oscar the Grouch because I relate to him more. Than oh, days. that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, I kind of pegged Chris as Oscar the Grouch. Really? But Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris, who did you, who did you like? I don't know. With all your negativity, I thought you were going <laughs> to choose him. <laughs> I'm Big Bird. I'm Big Bird. Everybody loves Big Bird. <laughs> uh, but if I had to choose someone, I would be one. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Why did I think of that? I yeah, the, 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 the one and only, like, <laughs> horror-themed character. <laughs> What got me into horror? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Sesame Street. <laughs> and the letter today is H for horror. <laughs> yes, and myself, I am Alvin, a.k.a. Big Bird, because Big Bird talks a lot and I talk a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into our juicy topics, we're going to go around the table, talk about what we watched and what we got. So we'll start off with D. What did you do this week, D? I uh, got Ratchet and Clank, as as did you. Um, yes. My amazing Yamaguchi Bakugo figure came in for My Hero Academia, or Academia. Sorry, and then I got my notification that my Mezco Wonder Woman shipped. So that shoved everything wow. aside. I don't even have Sweet. her, and she took top <laughs> spot already. <laughs> I, I'm I'm jelly because I haven't got mine yet. So I had it but, uh... pre-ordered at one place. And I haven't heard word from them, so I canceled it and saw it on... Oh, you should have canceled. You should have waited. If you got it, I would have got it off you. <laughs> oh, well, well. You're, you'll probably get yours before that other one. <laughs> it's not... Uh, never mind. Just kidding. I was going to mention a store, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss after. We'll discuss after. Yes. And Anything then, else? What did I watch? Nothing came to mind because it was E3 weekend and I worked, so I was just going back and forth between E3 and work. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, my friend Chris, how was your week? Uh, week was quiet, you know, um, excited about getting the office moved uh, for a yes. which is amazing. We are working on decorating that, so that yeah, kept me fun. busy from spending my money and <laughs> so i'm sorry to hear that nothing uh, i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so nothing picked up this week but i did watch a couple good great movies let's say that um so yesterday you know because we're watching loki owen wilson i don't know if you guys have seen this movie but i love it so much it's called midnight in paris no have i have you guys not seen it recommend okay. it I, i've seen that a while ago i can't remember the premise of it so him and his fiance are in Paris 
and uh, they're prepping for their wedding. And he's a writer, Owen Wilson, and he would go out at night to bars and then for some odd reason it takes him back to the past. So he's meeting amazing artists like Van Gogh and every night it's someone different that he meets and um, his fiance's father thinks he's cheating around so he sends someone out. It's a cute little romantic kind of romantic comedy. But it's a really good movie if you just want to watch something that's a bit laid back. You know, you can pay attention to here and there. But yeah, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. And today I just watched Us, which, uh, so good. I love so it. So good. And it's the whole meaning behind it. I'm not going to get into it because it really does pertain to things that are going on right now you know it's he just surprises me with his movies and you know he knocked it out of the park with uh get out which wow what a movie but this one it really makes you think there's little um tidbits of meaning behind everything so if you haven't watched it go watch it it's not super, super scary, so you should be fine, Elvin. All right, all right. <laughs> Whatever you say, Chris. <laughs> Would you Anything do? else? No, that is it. What okay. about you? Uh, so just like D, I did pick up uh, Ratchet and Clank, and I got to play it for a bit, and uh, it's a fun, fun game. I just love the ability to tr teleport to different dimensions, and it's so seamless. There's no load time, nothing. It really shows the power of the PS5, what it can do, and I'm enjoying it. it it's a great game so far. I'll uh, definitely give my take on it once I finish the game, if I finish the game. And it takes a while for me to get around to finishing games because i got so many things going on. But uh, in terms of watching, well, um, what did I watch? I can't remember more I really watched this weekend. I was just like D. I was really enamored and focused with what's going on in E3 and the you know announcements coming out of everywhere and some lack there of announcements coming out of nowhere. But uh, in terms of what I got, I do want to just give a big shout out to Sideshow Collectibles. If anyone doesn't know who they are, they're a site you can buy. Uh, usually they sell hot toys and statues of higher grade. But uh, I want to give a shout out to them because uh, I had ordered the Spider-Punk Hot Toys figure from them a, while, a few weeks ago. And for whatever reason, it didn't show up at my door. Uh, I have a theory that somebody had taken it. I did have a video, but it was of the back of my house, not the front door one. So I was really sure if the package was taken from that person or not. But it was missing. I never got it. And DHL says they delivered it. So long story short, I reached out to Sideshow Collectibles just to say, hey, I didn't get it. I wasn't expecting much. I was just maybe thinking they would, they would do something to give me a credit or something at the store or on their online store. But... They reached back out to me. They said, we've heard your story and we are, you know, we are really saddened that you didn't get your hot toys. We're going to send you out another one. And I was just like floored. I was like, you know, this is not a Marvel Legends figure that's like $30. This is about $300 after taxes and shipping. 
And for them to just say, yeah, we'll send you another one to replace the one you lost. I was just like so floored with it. They have my wallet, my, you know, <laughs> my credit card, anything, you know, for life. I, I really appreciate when a store or an online store, you know, really backs their customers up and, you know, wants them to be happy. And they saw, you know, they heard from my email that I was pretty upset. I mean, I was actually, you know, pretty upset to lose something like that. It's an expensive figure, too, and I really wanted this figure in my, you know, Spider-Man collection that I'm building with Hot Toys. So, yeah, huge shout-out to them. Really appreciated that. Made my week, my month, and they have a customer for life, and I will be buying stuff from them all the time. So, yeah, I just wanted to give kudos to those guys. That's in terms amazing. of what else... Uh, in terms of anything else I've gotten, I can't really remember. You know, I remember what I got after we finish our podcast. It's like <laughs> I should write this stuff down. <laughs> it, things are coming all the time in and out of the house, so I just, you know, I forget what I get, and then I remember it another time. Yeah. But, Oops. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to forget that. <laughs> the Flex and Friday post? Oh, yeah, Flex and Friday, yeah. <laughs> you can talk about that. Uh, I got the Spider-Man uh, Hot Toys uh, MK suit. Uh, I also got, what else? Chris, do you remember what I got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have the, um, the new Marvel Legends wave, WandaVision, Loki. Oh, you got that. Uh, oh, yes. Falcon Winter yes, Soldier. Yeah. You also got... The 50th Lucas anniversary film. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jackson, the, the rabbit, right? Yes. yes. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, I got him. So that's yeah, I mean, what you got. Pretty good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> He's such a good friend. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, um, just wanted to, yeah, so appreciative of Sideshow Collectibles. And if you guys don't know who they are, I definitely recommend checking them out. As you can tell from my story, great customer service. You can't go wrong with their prices, too. They're really on par with where you would find at stores here. And shipping is fast. I mean, two days, three days, tops at your house. Wow. It's Yeah, it's quick. What do you, Owen Wilson? Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, get into wow of the week, which was everybody knows is E3, the biggest video game conference event, whatever you want to call it of the year highly anticipated d let's start off with you how's e3 for you i don't know what it is i don't know if my age is showing or if (laughs) i don't play games that much anymore which i do but like nothing pulled me in i didn't have like the jaw-dropping reaction i normally do and this isn't meant to be disrespectful or anything it's just like i wasn't wowed as Chris would put it. Wow. That being wow. said, I did find some aspects of it cool. Like there are games that came to mind. I know people are kind of salty about how the Avengers video game is handled, but they have a chance to fix themselves with this DLC. I don't know if they're patching this game or if they're just leaving it as is. Hopefully they take notes on all the backlash and and push forward and make the changes they need to to make it a good game. But we'll see. Only time will tell. Maybe they just gave up on it and they're just pumping out DLC at this point. 
That being said, another Marvel game I kind of want to see more of is Guardians of the Galaxy, mainly because mm-hmm. it is, I guess, single player instead of multiplayer, so they could focus more on the story and the gameplay mechanics. And it kind of looked like a beat 'em up shooter, different abilities. Spider Man still holds my heart as the top Marvel game at the moment, but I don't think anyone's gonna beat that. No. Game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too good but they have a chance like yeah, it, like ratchet and clank is the aspiring planet hopper that game should try to focus on like there's different worlds different weapons different aliens and this is like the perfect game to showcase those kind of things there's many games yeah. who can do it and have done it so all they have to do is really take notes i don't want to say just flat out copy but you have a lot you have a lot of inspiration to work with so why not why not utilize what's already out there mm-hmm. yeah definitely and then unfortunately this one i was a leak but i'm, I'm curious to see more of the uh the mario and the rabbits mario, <laughs> mario always gets <laughs> that so... oh jeez <laughs> and it's funny cuz those used to be rayman characters and then they just integrated themselves into the nintendo world and they've been kind of a mario rival type character now so that's pretty cool i haven't seen much of rayman though lately so i don't know maybe we'll see more of him uh, in the future the thing the thing with maybe. this e3 if this is the way i'm gonna put it they, they had the chance to show off new video games that people are dying like if if they dropped another mega man or a mega man legend game that they had in in development they were almost done it and they just decided to scrap it Capcom could have blown fans away the same way they did when they played the Devil May Cry 5 trailer because that was another game that they just didn't bother to, yeah. to continue on with. They rebooted it. They gave it to a mm-hmm. Western company or maybe it, was, uh, maybe it was located in France. I can't remember, but that disappointed a lot of people. And it's rare that you see a company reboot a game and then go back to the old version because they realized that's what fans wanted. So... Capcom didn't really steal the show with for me today. I don't know if you guys enjoyed anything from that, but um... well, I mean, keep in mind though, uh, you know, we are uh, doing a podcast before Nintendo has really stepped up to the plate yet. Yeah, Nintendo is doing their press conference tomorrow in the morning, so we'll uh, we'll definitely if there's anything of newsworthy or highlight wise, we'll definitely have it on our Instagram and other social media outlets. At astonishing nr so definitely you know keep track there we'll throw in some nice tidbits if we get some cool stuff from nintendo and i really hope they bring us some cool stuff to see because yeah you know just like you're saying you know really wasn't really uh I, maybe we are getting old didn't really... <laughs> i don't know but <laughs> there's a lot of trailers like contraband that showed still images of a scene and then the release date I'm like, I don't even know what this game is supposed to be about. Yeah. <laughs> it shows nothing, nothing gets me excited. Pictures. Nothing gets me excited. Wait till 2022. Yeah. It showed um <laughs> it showed some guns and then it showed two pictures saying open world and multiplayer or then it showed a guy working on his truck and then the release date. So wow. that sounds So there's a, there's a lot of stuff like that. Just teasers, but not showing any gameplay so i think that's the reason why i wasn't excited because it's easy to show a cutscene, 
it's easy to show pre-rendered cutscenes. Yeah. But what makes and breaks the game is the actual gameplay footage. Unfortunately, that's what I like to see. Exactly. Chris, so what you take out of E3? Did you get? I mean, I know you were getting your social media stuff going all the time. So I don't know if you actually had a chance to watch some of the stuff. Oh yes, and I, I okay. all I have to say is, you know, I've always been a PlayStation person, but. You know, I think that Xbox, Microsoft set the bar pretty high for E3. You know, they had... Indeed. Oh, all the games that they showed. And it wasn't just pictures. It was actual gameplay. And, you know, we found out that 27 of the 30 games that they announced will be available on uh, Xbox Game Pass. So... If you guys have Game Pass out there that are listening and you didn't get to see E3, you got so many games coming your way that's available on the Game Pass. And if you don't have the Game Pass, go get it. And, you know, it's Xbox just really hit it out of the park for me because they also revealed a Xbox exclusive. And I'm so annoyed because... (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I want to play this game now, but I need to get an Xbox, which they um, unveiled Redfall, which looks so good. I don't know if you guys seen the trailer for it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you think of it, D? It's one yeah. of those ones where same stuff that I just like, it didn't, over, <laughs> it didn't make me hyped. <laughs> the one that did look cool to me, though, was Back for Blood 4. And I don't like zombies. But I think it'd be fun to play with my friends. Yeah, this—that's uh, th- the thing. It's you can play it multiplayer, or you can play it by yourself. I—I I don't know if it's because I'm a big Buffy fan, but you know when it has to do with like hybrid vampires, I'm all in. And it looks like they all have their own little abilities and powers. So I don't know. I might have to steal Elvin's Xbox. For a month or so to play <laughs> well we it. got one at the office so you're more than <laughs> i was gonna to ask do. are you gonna buy one now but yeah just steal elvin's problem solved yeah <laughs> well i've got one at home and we've got one at the office so feel free to use that one if you want to yeah we'll be doing some gaming on our <clears throat> twitch channel very soon which but, i'll probably uh, play that game for twitch so at least that'll be a game that yeah. i'll play <clears throat> but, was there anything else uh you know, I was really hoping for some more news on the Marvel Future Revelation. You guys have heard me talk about this in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they are really keeping us on the edge of the seat, our seats with this game. It's, you know, pre-registry is open. Uh, the release date, they say, is coming very, very soon. It's not soon enough. I'm like, get with the program. Come on. I need a uh, new is game. Is this a mobile game? mobile game yes which thank you for bringing it up because a lot of people were saying this needs to be on console because it's an mmorpg so Mm -hmm. there was an interview with the devs that they were saying we're gonna start out mobile so that could mean it could transition into system play which i am so down for Anything that has to do with Marvel superheroes and being able to customize your character, that's the other cool thing, is you can customize your hero, which is going to differentiate with other players that you're playing with. 
in the online play. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that I was probably the only disappointed thing I didn't like about E3. Uh, the one other thing, you know, maybe I'll ask about it because we're going to be also talking about people going off on E3 of how they weren't happy. So I'll save this comment for that portion. But okay, what did you... <laughs> Was there anything that you saw that you were excited about or can't wait for, Elvin? Well, you guys kind of touched on some of the things that I wanted to bring up. Oops. First of all, the Xbox presentation. I thought they did a great job. They came out swinging. And like Chris you know, said about Game Pass, this is a great value. Game Pass is an amazing value to get all these games. I did the math on Game Pass. If I was to buy these games... It would have cost me the games that I wanted. It would have cost me this more than a year's worth of Game Pass. Wow! And th that's what got me into it. That's what sold me. When I did the math and said, "Okay, if I bought four of these games, which I would have, it would have cost me almost a year of Game Pass." But in three to four months, I probably would stop playing these games or get bored of it. And not to mention, um, these are sports games, by the way. So not to mention that after a year from now, these games are going to be, you know, replaced with the new next year's games for sports because that's every year EA Sports does that. So I'm like, why don't I just use the Game Pass and every year I'm going to get the new version of this game and it would cost me the same. But not to mention, there is literally over another 60, 70 more games I can play on top of these games. Mm -hmm. So when I did that, I just it was it was just worth it. And now... Seeing this presentation, it just put a big smile on my face going, hey, more stuff coming my way and I can't wait because that's just going to make my, you know, my monthly Game Pass value just skyrocket. And, and I appreciate what Xbox is doing. They really are putting their eggs into this Game Pass basket. And I hope Sony listens and starts developing something soon because just like Chris, I'm a big Sony fanboy too. I've owned every single PlayStation, you know, I've bought every single PlayStation. Xbox, I bought, I skipped a generation here and there. You know, I finally got the Xbox Series um, X. But, yeah, I've always been a Sony PlayStation kind of guy, Nintendo guy. And I'm kind of disappointed with them not being at E3. There's a whole backstory about that, and I don't want to get into that. But, you know, they're doing their own thing, releasing games. I just find that really weird. Why not just be in the E3? I, I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just so weird. Right? It makes it complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And of what I've been seeing, what Sony's been launching in terms of game-wise, I'm not really that hyped for it. It just seems like the big games have been missing this year at E3. You know, or there's very few information on it. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw two names out there, two games that I thought were going to be at E3 is... Gotham Knights and the Hogwarts game, yeah. Hogwarts Legacy. What happened to those two games? Like, not even a sniff. <laughs> you know, you're telling me, like, was the last time we heard about this deal was in, what, December? I think so. Yeah, like, you're telling me from, from December to June, you couldn't put together a small snippet of gameplay footage? I, I don't know, like, it just is... To me, it was just like a, a disappointment of E3. And I'm hoping Nintendo really knocks it out of the park tomorrow. Because in the beginning, Xbox did. But in the middle of it all, like Capcom, Square Enix, 
these guys, I don't know. They're there's a lot of chatter on the internet right now about just Capcom's presentation altogether was just yeah. horrendous. It was, it was not good. You know, like I don't understand what happened. Like you're gonna give me thirty minutes of you know esports commercial. Like Which? I don't really know. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know what to say about that. Like, why, why am I watching 30 minutes of esports information? <laughs> like, which, here's a question for you guys, um, because yeah. of all the talk about Capcom. Capcom, we know, does the Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Do you yes. think them launching Resident Evil Village, and it was just recently that they launched it, do you think it hurt them a bit to launch it just before E3, which they could have used as a way of building up their presentation and getting more people excited? What are your thoughts on that? Well, either way, the game's still... Like, the game's doing fantastic. People love Mm -hmm. this game. I don't know if holding out on it just to show it off would have been a good idea. I mean, it would have been a good idea for E3, like if this would have boosted their their popularity for sure. But at yeah. the same time, the game was done and ready. True. So I don't know. I don't know. It's I, a hard I, one. I, I'm not a I like. I'm not a huge Resident Evil fan. I played the game once, and I'll never play it again. <laughs> it was just too crazy for me to play that game. There's no way my heart can handle that game at this age in life. So, yeah, for me, what I did get out of that uh, was they are bringing some online playability, and I can't remember. They're going to call it something, but it allows players to play online against each other, I believe. So they are adding that element into Resident Evil. They didn't announce when it's going to happen, from far as I know, but they are, you know, adding this feature in there. So there's going to be some replayability if you have that game. So which is which is great because anytime someone could pick up the game and play more of it even after they finish the main storyline, that's great value. Yeah. You know, every, every game should be looked. I, I know it's impossible to do every game, but majority of the games should have that ability to just replay that, and whether it be DLC or all that, that's you know that could be debated because sometimes companies try to take you for more money, and I get it. DLCs cost time and money to make, but. If, you know, the price of games, like, you know, in Canada here, we're paying $100 Canadian for a game after taxes. Yeah. Ugh. This These games used to be $59 less than a decade ago. And I remember doing E3 weekends, Best Buy would do a huge discount on pre-orders for just those these three days for E3. And you could save like another twenty dollars. So your games were thirty nine dollars. Jeez. I remember doing this just like three years ago, four years ago, pre ordering games in July or June for thirty nine dollars and picking it up in September and October for that price. Mm-hmm. Now Best Buy's just forgotten all that stuff and they're just selling it at a regular price. There's no event, nothing. It's just all gone. And it's so disappointing to see that. And you can see in Best Buy's uh, Twitter uh, handle, people, because they're promoting right now certain games to pre-order with, you know, DLC content, free stuff here and their skins. And you could see underneath people responding saying, no thanks, you know, you guys used to do this event and give us a nice little discount for pre-ordering six, seven months ahead of time. Now you guys are doing nothing at all for us. So, yeah, it's okay, we'll pass. 
I don't know what happened to the industry. I, I don't know. Wouldn't it, shouldn't it have gotten cheaper now? Like, I mean, with all the download that people do, where you don't have to make a disc and a case for it anymore, shouldn't the price have come down for games instead of going skyrocketing up? Yeah, because so, you don't need, like, physical discs or the plastic containers. It's yeah, because, like, how many um, people... There's, there's, there's a market for people that buy hard copies. I get that. Yeah. But the 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 digital download people the the stat for that has grown from the last mm-hmm. three years so they're saving money by not making as many hard copy discs as they used to before so i don't know where the price has gone up so much that this doesn't like are they making more money and then just pocketing and saying nope screw it i, I don't get that correlation there they're recouping the money they spent to make the consoles so the more powerful the console, the more custom to well, make. Well, I'm not talking about the console companies. I'm talking about the individual developing companies like, you know, Square Enix, Capcom, right? They don't make consoles, so what's their excuse? They're saving money because some of it's going to be downloadable. They don't need to pump out that many hard disks. So well, I don't know what their excuse is. And they need to make, because like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the other thing that I was thinking about, like, for example, you know, the big hype that Cyberpunk had for the release date and you know it's been a while since i've purchased the game and i was hyped about this game i didn't purchase it after everyone was posting about all the glitches you know i could see if people were having to spend over a 100 bucks on a download on a game that wasn't even fully ready you know they i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt you for a second there just sorry about that I actually have this game still sealed, and I'm looking at it right now in front of me. So do I. <laughs> I haven't put this game in there because of my initial reaction is going to be like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Because I was so hyped, just like you're saying, for this game. I And I've been waiting for the patches to get updated, and right now it looks like it's in a good spot. So yeah. I am going to be playing this game very soon. If it wasn't for Ratchet & Clank coming out this week... I would have put this game in this week to play it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, sorry, go on. You were saying. You know, I get that, you know, especially after watching E3, some of these trailers, I'm like, am I watching a game or am I watching a movie? You know, I get. <laughs> yeah, it's right. <laughs> I, I get that the amazing work that these developers are doing to create these games for us. Yeah, the price might go up, but. You know, you got to look at it. Is it fully ready to go out? You know, people will get upset that they're paying this kind of money for a game that's not even working properly. You know, it's don't do it half ass. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> we can beat that out. Just time step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? It's just like, I get why they put the prices up, but, you know, I could get why some people get upset because the game's not complete you know it's you can't play it and enjoy it to its fullest that's all i'm gonna say yeah i mean it's it's so frustrating do you you want to touch on this a little bit like as chris was saying people are just releasing unfinished games now and patching it later that's my gripe like that um are we allowed, should we name drop? Like, I don't want to be rude, but No Man's Sky. That game was just oh, hated God. on and hated on. <laughs> There's promises that weren't, like, developed into the game. And then 
Fast forward to now, all those promises are finally being added. They got their second chance. Now the game is what they promised originally. Should that be allowed? Like, is that? I mean, no one can stop well, them, did, but that's that's not the, that's not a, get, that's crap. Did the fan base come back to it? The ones that left or are upset about it? I don't know. Like, I see a lot of people defending it now, saying, "Oh, this is a completely different game." But in my mind, I'm like, it probably is, but. I just don't like the way that you treated your customers. So that turned me off. Yeah. 100% turned me off. Now, there is one company that I'll give kudos to, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong or not, but Bungie. Uh, far as I know, they've always released games with somewhat good feedback. I mean, they're obviously, you know, had issues, small ones, minor ones. But, you know, with Destiny, their biggest game right now that they're pumping out, I mean, I used to play that game a lot, Destiny 1, and then Destiny 2 came out. I was hyped for it, but never really got back into it. It was just too much going on. There were, you know, the expectations were so high for this game, and it, you know, didn't live up to the very first one's hype. The very first one was a great game to mm-hmm. play. It was just something so different, and it was fun. I enjoyed the, the heck out of that game. It was such a fun game. But I, for whatever reason, I never got into part two. But I don't hear a whole lot from Bungie uh, fan base complaining about the game, saying it's not complete or it's got issues, compared to what I see with other games. Um, you know, Ubisoft. These guys, I don't know what what it is with them. They're always making games that are broken. <laughs> They're always launching games that are broken. Why? I don't understand. Fix your games, then launch it. Take an extra two, three months. Nobody cares. If Cyberpunk did that, nobody would have complained. Mm-hmm. Take the extra three, four months you have to to fix these issues and then put your game out. They got such a bad rep. I don't know if people are going to buy this game. If Part 2 comes out, I don't know if people are going to buy it or not. Because they might say, well, we're just going to wait four or five months until you patch that one up and then we'll buy it. Yeah. Right? So, if that... but. This this can really hurt a company and a game's reputation if you continue to do that. How come Rockstar, they make such a huge game like Grand Theft Auto, they don't got major issues. They might have small glitches in there, but the game is super playable. If they can do it, anybody can do it. They make such huge expanded world games, you know, Red Redemption and and also you know their other games that they make. But yeah, how come they don't have issues? So it's it can be done. It just ha- you have to be patient. Why is there a rush to get this game out there broken? What what were they thinking? Fans are just gonna ignore that? No. <laughs> like, it, I don't understand that. Let's get it out. It's broken. Used to, it doesn't matter. They'll, they'll I used love to it. do game testing, and a lot of it boiled down to them not wanting to break their contract release date because they'll be fined for it. Well, I understand that. At the same time, you can't just if I tell you this bug is game breaking, don't say that's okay just ship it anyway and that's what a lot of companies are doing <laughs> they probably don't want to yeah. get hit by the, the the sony fines and the xbox ones like anytime they're late they have to pay a fee per day and but, it's a you know disgusting what? If, amount if you're a company that ha- if you have the company and you have you know accounting and you have a team there you should have contingency funds set aside 100%. All, com- uh, all companies should have contingency funds set aside for unexpected events. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm sure if you also talk to Sony and Xbox and say, hey, listen, guys, I know we agreed to launch it on July 1st, but, you know, if it's going to, it's going to be broken and it's going to cost you guys' reputation and ours, I think we should push it back for another month and release it in August. I don't think Sony and Xbox, they still might slap them with the fine, but I think Sony and Xbox will understand saying... You would think that was the case, but I've been watching a lot of um, this YouTube channel. It's called What Happened. And a lot of the time, it's yeah. the, the CEO saying, nope, we want it. Wow. Like, one of the biggest ones in history was Sonic 06, because it was a launch yeah. title. And they were like, this game is not ready. And they're like, I don't care. We need it released for this launch title. Well, that, but I haven't heard anything about Cyberpunk saying that, you know, we were forced to release this game. They have an episode on that. I'm going to watch it later, actually, now. I wonder what the deal okay. is with them. Because that game was beautifully marketed. They're getting the hype out there. Well, they have Keanu Reeves there as their spokesperson. Maybe that's what the uh, problem was. Maybe they spent all their money on Keanu and not enough on testers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not enough programmers. Too much money spent on Keanu. Maybe you just should get Owen Wilson there. So just say, wow. Wow. Are we going to go through the whole episode saying this? <laughs> Loki's fault. Let's, Let's save it for our Loki, Loki uh, show. Yeah. Let's save it for that. By the way, uh, anyone who's listening, you can check out our Loki podcast episode every Thursday. We'll drop it the day after, give everybody a chance to watch it, digest it, and uh, that way when we spoil everything for everybody, no one's going to get upset. You had a whole day. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. I mean, sleep is for the week here, people. When Disney Plus comes out with the show, you've got to take the sleep out of the way and watch the show. that. Exactly. All right. Um, anything else before we kind of wrap it up with the E3 event here? Just to be clear, I don't hate video games. I oh god, no, we, we <laughs> yeah. love video games here. It sounds like we're just like being no, no, just, not yeah. at all. No, we love games here. Let's just be clear here. We love games. I'm Mobile just to mention Xbox, mm-hmm. all kinds of consoles and computer games. We love them all. I'm very happy for the Psychonauts fans. I don't play that game myself, but I know there's a huge cult following. And you finally got your second game announced. So, there. There you go. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> and Nintendo Switch probably has some cool stuff we'll announced tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, one game before we kind of go to the next subject here. Starfield, that was kind of lightly showed by Xbox. It's an exclusive for Xbox. This game, Bethesda is making this game. It's going to be a big game from what I hear. I'm dying to see this game. Actual was there gameplay game. footage? No, nothing. That was the first thing that came to mind. Like, this yeah. is one of those ones I was talking about where it's like, I don't know what this is, but it looks beautiful, so I'll give you a chance. But they really pumped this game to be a big, big game for them. This is one of the reasons why they bought Xbox, bought Bethesda games, yeah. is because the ability to make these huge open-world games. It'll be exciting so, to see what it does. Yeah, I can't wait. So I'm thinking they're going to start releasing some images probably in September or early or late August, sorry. And uh, we'll get some stuff out there on our social media. But this is one of the games to watch out for. That's one of the games I'm waiting for to see if they're going to live up to that hype. All right, on to our next topic. It is the Netflix Masters of the Universe Revelation coming out on July 23rd. It is helmed by Kevin Smith, and we wanted to talk about a little bit about the some of the things we've been hearing on the internet about some leaks, storylines, 
but we also want to sort of talk about the trailer that came out and see if it's going to be something that we'll be interested in. It's been a long time since we've got the He-Man that we wanted on TV. So, D, you saw the trailer. What, did you like it? Did you like the way it was set up? Yeah, I loved it, actually. Um, I'm not really the biggest He-Man fan. I do like all the characters. I like the designs. I was just too young to remember sitting down and watching it for the first time. Like, I can remember Ninja Turtles. I can remember G.I. Joe. I can remember Spider-Man. But this one escapes my memory. I don't know why, but it is what it is. I know there was an updated look in the 2000s. And that show was all right, but I know that's not what some fans were looking for. This trailer I thought was fantastic. It was smooth. I'm excited to see how they capture the fight scenes. Powerhouse Studios animated this, so hats off to them if this show continues looking like the way the trailer did. I'm pretty much excited because this isn't a reboot to my understanding. Kevin Smith said it's a continuation, so we'll see if it actually Yeah, it's not, is. it's not a reboot at all. It's a continuation, yeah. So that's cool. Like I like, it's also very hard to do, but I like when shows and movies carry on and is officially a sequel and they do it properly. So fingers crossed mm-hmm. this is done yeah. correctly. And the the plot is still up in the air, but I do know it. Okay, here's where here's where it gets a little murky for me. It seems like the sort of power got lost, and Tila has to get it back. And the way Kevin Smith described it, he's like, the first episode for the first half, it's all classic and it's happy and and upbeat. And then by the middle of the episode, it starts to get dark. It starts to get more modern for the old school fans who are now adults and can mm-hmm. appreciate that shows have a darker turn. So I want to see I want to see how he handles that. I trust Kevin Smith usually, so I'm not really worried. What about you, Chris? You like She-Ra, so... How did how did this stack up? Like, do you respect what they're doing here? What do you think? I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Kevin Smith Smith is gonna do with He Man. You know, yes, I'm she I'm a She Ra fan. This is the animation that I wish we would have gotten a new She Ra, but you know what? Who knows? It is a new He Man sequel. We might see a cameo of her. But, you know, ever since the first trailer of this continuation of Masters of the Universe, I'm excited. I'm going to be watching it. If I can binge watch it, I will. But, like, I just cannot get over the cast that they have for this. You know, we've talked about it before, but going back to what you were saying about, you know, what was being said, some people are not sure of how it's gonna go you know here's the thing it's like when you text someone you don't know the meaning or you're reading a tweet you don't know the feeling behind it you know when someone's thinking about something and they have it in their head and they try and express that in a tweet it's gonna either rub the fans the wrong way or people are gonna be excited so i've been trying to stay away from all of that because You know, when have we ever been disappointed with Kevin Smith? You know, he's an amazing comic book writer. You know, we've seen so much from him. So I'm just gonna... I I just have a feeling I'm gonna love it. And I cannot wait for this. Um, And I'm just gonna say... 
super excited. Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it as the voice <laughs> of Tila. I just like hope that she pulls out a stake and it's like a little nod to I'm going to stake you vampire, which will probably not happen. But, you know, fanboy can dream. <laughs> what about you, Elvin? Well, you know, you, you kind of touched on the cast, uh, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it, but you also have Mark Hamill, yes. Kevin Conroy. I mean, you got some good, you know, cast there. And it's, you know, when I saw the animation, I'm like, yes, Kevin Smith understands what these fans from, you know, the 80s and the 90s want. And the animation to me looks fresh it looks updated but it has the hint of the old nostalgic which we want yes he's got that blend and i don't know why <laughs> so many other companies can't understand that you need to have a little bit of nostalgic blended in with modern day you know theme you can't just do all brand new and expect the nostalgic fan base to love it Mm -hmm. So he's bringing all that elements into it, and you can see it in the animation. I'm a little afraid about this dark part that's going to be coming in, supposedly, because I've been hearing that this is just rumors. I don't know for a fact. I just saw it on the internet, and we'll wait to see it, and then we'll make our decision then, but our judgment on that. But I've been hearing that Tila is going to end up with the sword, and she's going to have the power of Skull. And He-Man is not going to be around to... He's going to be absorbed in some vortex or something like that. That Skeletor does to him and he's not around anymore. I don't know about that. That kind of bugs me. That's a little... I don't know. Rumors are rumors sometimes and just that. It, it is rumors. <laughs> yeah. And I hope that's what exactly what it is. I, But if it does come true... Let's just play you know devil's advocate here. And let's say if it does come true. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to be a fan of that. Honestly. And it's nothing to take away from the Tila, the character. This sword was given to him because he was chosen. It, it's a special sword. It's not just a ra- random sword, you know, you get from the back of your house here. It, 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 it wasn't handed down to him through his lineage. It was given to him by Castle Grayskull and I can't remember the character. What was the name of the lady with the, the bird? Sorceress. Others? Sorceress, thank you. So it, its purpose was to give it to somebody you know, of worthiness. So now we're just going to hand the sword out to everybody. And I'm not saying Tila is not worthy of it, but what are we doing here that I don't understand? Tila is great in her own way. You know, she's uh, one of the guards. You know, she's one of the people that He-Man relies on to have his back. Mm-hmm. And if he's removed of the equation, is it really He-Man anymore? Should have we just called it, you know, Eternia, Friends of Eternia show <laughs> instead of He-Man? <laughs> Like, I, I don't understand that. Like, what, what is this notion where we've got to have everything uh, equaled out? We can't have a He-Man. Maybe they're just going to take the He out, just call it Man, or not even call it all He-Man altogether. Well, let's say... I, I've got an issue. Let's Sorry? Say, sorry. Let's say this rumor is true, you know, and Tila did get the sword. Wouldn't she be considered She-Ra? Exactly. Like, that, that's, what I, that's what I was going with this. Oh. What? That's what I was trying to go with this. Like, if if your job is to have a Shira type of character, why not just bring Shira into the show? You know, like supposedly this is a part one. There's a continuation of this. 
shouldn't you have that, you know, get He-Man going up and get the ratings up, get everybody all hyped up. Then you drop in this portal that, you know, He-Man will go through. And maybe they that's the plan. Maybe the plan is he goes into this other world and finds She-Ra, and She-Ra helps him come back to his world. Maybe that's Kevin Smith's grand plan, which mm. will be a crazy plan. I will yeah. bow down to Kevin Smith if he does that. <laughs> you know, that is a great way to explain where he's been and what he's done at that time. And, you know, bring Shira into his world to save his world. But I also saw some pictures where I saw Shira and Evelyn together working together. And I don't know how that's going to work because I saw a picture of all Evelyn, her, um, Orko. And Orko looks a little dark, doesn't he? He doesn't look like, like that fun, goofy Orko you see. He looks like a badass wizard, you know, ready to do battle. Because you saw that little trailer where he was fighting back. That didn't look like the Orko yeah. we know. Good. And I don't know. I'm fine with that. I, I can I can only deal with the goofiness for so long, right? I need him, like Cringer, to step up when it needs to be and show his powers. So if he's going to be goofy around the kingdom, that's fine with Adam. But when it goes, it's go time and, you know, He-Man pulls out the sword, then I want Orko to go go time as well. So I'm okay with that. You know, he's got powers, and I want to see him wield it. But this whole Shira getting the sword, I don't know. It just takes away the, the lore of bringing Shira into the fold. And people are going to be out there saying, well, we can't, why can't we have multiple women to have power? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm, what I'm saying is there's a reason why Shira is so, you know, feared and important. And we want He-Man to have that too. So why can't we have both worlds collide as a part three, maybe? And who knows, that might be the plan, like I said. Or we're just going to wait and see. But if this is not the plan, I got issues with that. And I'll talk about it when I actually watch all of this. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about it in great detail when we do watch it. Because it's such a huge show. And it's, it needs its time and moment. And it's finally coming mm -hmm. on July 23rd. What do you guys think? I mean, I know I blabbed on here forever. But that's what I do here. But uh, <laughs> what, what do you guys think? Is that... Something that's gonna bother you, D? Does that bother you or? I'm what? not even worried about it. Like, I don't know if you know this about me, but anytime a rumor comes up, I just scoff. Like, I, like I don't know. <laughs> You're, you don't even watch trailers. I'm surprised you watch this trailer. <laughs> I watch them now for the sake of this channel, but I'll I'll watch trailers and then people somehow plot out the entire movie and all their fan theories and all this. And I'm like, where are you guys even getting this from? Everyone's just okay. Chilling. Let's let's just like, like I said, let's just say it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what if, are your thoughts if it's true that's a bad judgment call like the revival of he-man oh man it's coming back here we go full ladies theme oh by the way <laughs> your main character is not even in this show he was only in it <laughs> like sorry <laughs> three episodes and he's gone yeah, yeah. that'd be ridiculous on the worst play in any reboot history because this that would just oh i'm not even the biggest fan and i'd be so bothered by that i can only imagine how everyone else would feel I'm telling you, this is going to set Kevin Smith back decades <laughs> if this happens. If if the goal is to remove He-Man for half the show without a very, very valid reason or a big payoff at the end, this is going to hurt him because the internet is going to go after him for this. Mm -hmm. I do know right? he did mention that more people will find out his identity. Like originally there's only like three, maybe four people who knew. So Yeah, I got a problem with that too. Do you? <laughs> Yeah. See, I wish you didn't say that. I got a whole lot of problems with that too. 
Yeah, I'm not saying what? everyone finds out, but like, there's only so long you can hide that secret. But that was the fun, though, right? When he was Adam, that was the fun part where you had to hide it, and he had to run to the corner, and then you know, does this thing, and you and you're so excited when he, you see it. He just runs to the corner and does this thing. It, you know, what it reminded me. It reminded me of uh, Clark Kent running to the alley, yes. and you know, unbuttoning his shirt and flying off. He had to go hide somewhere to reveal his. A uniform or yeah. whatever you want his powers and that was the fun part you know it's like oh there he goes you know he's gonna go to that corner of that castle and you know then you hear that iconic you know and i hope they bring that in there i hope that song comes they better have the rights from funimation whatever it is because i want to see that rendition of because that's people have that as a ringtone i have a friend of mine who has that ringtone right oh, that's yes. how iconic that thing is so yeah i mean i hope I hope that's not true, D. <laughs> I hope that's not true. Oh, that's one hundred percent true. He's not going to tell everyone. <laughs> that's the one thing I do. I was, I was listening to Kevin's like little interview. He's like, "Yeah, we're going to have people find out." He didn't say everyone, but he's like, "There's only so long you can keep this secret." And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "He's not going to announce oh, it. It's just going to happen." Like, so sorry to prepare you for that, but uh, that's what oh, I didn't like about oh. Shira is everyone knew who she was. You know, there was, they took that element away from it where it's just, it's not the same, you know? Yeah, it's, it's not. It really isn't. So Superman's your favorite superhero. That must have bothered you then when he did that. I don't know if you know that he did that. Well, he did that in the comics. He, but the, the, yeah. That's comics. They do all kinds of weird stuff all like the he, time. Like right? he went on, he went to the Daily Planet and basically wrote an article saying, I am Clark Kent. <laughs> Yeah, I, I chalked that up as an alternative universe. Yeah, okay, you don't like don't that at all. About. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, so they did it for Superman too. Ironically, he's your favorite superhero. Finding out that it bothers you when He-Man's going to do it, that must suck for <laughs> all your favorites. <laughs> all your favorites are just unmasking well, themselves. <laughs> they did that with Spider-Man at the very end. Remember at Homecoming? Oh, God. They did that in the <laughs> comic. They wrote themselves into a corner. Sorry, with that. Far, far, far away from home. Far from home, he, yeah. I don't you know, know why revealed, they did right? that. Knows, that's an interesting topic gonna... then too because that's scary so you write yourself into a corner when you basically unmask your superhero to too many people like one or two people yeah. is fine like i i i understand your love interest i don't know if they should be told i think in my opinion they should be eventually because there's only so long you can pick up oh, i gotta go sorry we're missing our date <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, but here's the thing, though. What it's not. I don't have an issue with him or her telling about their identity to their, you know, inner circle, yeah. their close, tight things. Like when He Man told, you know, Man at Arms and Orko, that's okay because they're their inner group. Yeah. Maybe I, he'll tell Tila finally because Tila didn't know about him. I don't think his identity so, will exceed past his core group. So I'm not worried about that. that and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if everybody, you know, Joe Schmo down the block from Grace. No, I don't think they'll go it, that far. That's just, that's just. Yeah. Then I, that then I have an issue with that. Yeah, same. Like, I wouldn't want his parents to know. I don't know why. I just didn't want, don't want his parents to know. Right. I yeah. would love to see Tila know because Tila can say, oh, finally. Now I know why he takes off when we're battling. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Right. That makes sense. So I don't mind that. But if everybody knows about it, then it just. It's not fun anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's so, only so long that you can run away from battle for two years and then show up just after. Stop, okay? Just stop. Just stop. Just stop with that. <laughs> we can do this for Eternia. <laughs> <laughs> um. Chris, you got a problem with people, you know, finding out? Like, would you be upset with this show if they everyone found out who He-Man was? Uh, yeah, because like I said, with the She-Ra, everyone knew who she was. And, <clears throat> you know, it takes away from that whole retro feel that we had you know i get that they need to update it and they need to switch some things around but you know and like you said uh if a few more other people find out fine and um going back to the whole rumor that's going on if tila ends up getting the sword so yes it would be weird for me it's just like i don't get it um, but if it does actually happen, I could see them doing it. Okay, He-Man gets sucked into this portal. The sword is left with Tila, and like you said, Elvin, Shira comes in and helps He-Man get back. Tila will be only a temporary She-Man. I don't know. <laughs> He-Man. <laughs> no, sorry. Well, I'm hey, just like we're all about inclusion. We're all about inclusion here. I, I don't exactly. care if it's a She-Man or not, but. What I'm saying is, what happens to the sword then? Did she just give it back to him? Like, well, she's... like I don't understand. Then she goes back to normal Tila? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a problem there now. Well, she Tila is quite the uh, fighter on her own. Like, yeah. she's quite exactly. powerful. You're... That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, why even do that? Why even put that pos- situation in? Why even give her that added power and then take it away from her? Well, maybe it's going to be a, like, you know, okay, He-Man's gone. Do you want to take the sword? I just, I'm just <laughs> hoping that if it does happen, that Kevin is going to give us like a huge M. Night Shyamalan twist, you know? And when it happens, I'll be like, what a twist, you know, if you've ever watched cartoon <laughs> chicken. Um, no, robot chicken. <laughs> robot chicken, you know. <laughs> uh, a little spoof from there. But, you know, it's, Again, I if it happens, it'll be very interesting to lose the main character of, you know, something that you're trying to continue on with. And your fan base at that point. So. Exactly. There's going to be some angry people, I'm telling you right now. If he disappears halfway through the show, there's going to be some people on social media skewering Kevin Smith. Oh, yes. And his decision to remove the main character from the show. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not that I don't have problem with... Like, what if Tila is just a safekeeper for the sword? I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, he just she's just keeping it away from... She's battling everybody and preserving this sword wrapped up in leather or whatever it is and keeping it away from bad guys. I'm okay with that. Right? That's cool. But if she gets the power of Grayskull and then he comes back, takes it away from her, is that really fair to her now? Because she just spent this time protecting Eternia and this guy went on a vacation, came back with his cousin... And now she has to give the sword back. That causes a whole lot of problems. So, Which you'd have to think yeah. of it from her point of view, though. Like, would she be okay giving it up to give it to the rightful I protector? <laughs> I wouldn't mean, <laughs> I was giving the sword. I wouldn't give it back. I'd be like, sorry, dude, you are gone. It's, it's all you can't, me now, bro. You can't look at it from your perspective, you know. They always do, they always well, do that in shows. Like, even in Green Lantern, it's like, oh, here, Hal, this is your ring. Me, on the other hand, I would keep oh, it, obviously. There's some dumbass people out there, I tell you. <laughs> they, but you know, Listen, you know what I mean, right? Writing, they, they always if do she's that. She's on Cringer, 
and turns to Battle Cat, and she's out there slaying people, and he comes back. If I was Tila, I'd be like, nah, bro, I got this. You sit back there and use the guns that I use to fight off bad boys. I'm taking control now. I am the captain of the ship. Look at me. Right? So that's the problem I have with this is you're going to give power to somebody and then you're going to take it away. You know, I got issues with that. I, I, I Don't get me wrong. I love Tila. She's a great character. But I don't know. It just It's such a weird... And I hope that none of this is true. I hope this is all rumors and wasted our rattling our t uh, time away here for nothing. But it was fun. It's fun to speculate, right? It's good to have that discussion. So it, it's, yeah, we'll see on July 23rd when I am going to binge it right off the bat. Like I'm telling you right now, I am calling in sick, whatever it is. It's just <laughs> like, I'm going to go through it all in one day. It's going to be done. <laughs> so yeah, a huge fan of it. So guaranteed. So, anything else before we kind of wrap it up here? Just wait till July twenty third, I guess. Yeah, that's the only thing we can do okay. at this point. Wait it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a good, we had a good, nice dialogue about this, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, and uh, if anybody's listening, and I hope people are listening, let us know what you guys think. Are you okay with Tila getting the sword if that is the case, or are you going to be upset as well if Hema disappears halfway through the show? Let us know on our social media page. We are always uh, listening to our. You know, followers and supporters all the time, and we'll respond to you when you get. Chris is great on it. He, you know, he really does take a look at what you, everybody says there, and we we really appreciate the people that are chatting with us on our social media platforms. All right, okay, well, let's get into our final topic of the day. It is Indiana Jones Five. Wow, Five. It's it is. Filming right now, there's some small little rumors and leaks out. Uh, there was some tidbits here and there. We'll discuss that. But Indiana Jones 5, guys, like it just sounds weird to say it. It does. I, I, let's go around the table here with you guys. Uh, are you a huge fan of Indiana Jones growing up? Did you watch it? Are you a fan of Harrison Ford? And what did you guys think of Indiana Jones 4 with <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> D, go ahead. Uh, it's not my favorite movie. I did like them. I appreciate them for what they are. Um, they're a monument in Hollywood, pretty much. I think Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. And like he said, once he's gone, Indy's gone. Like, I don't think you can recast him. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I don't know if we needed a fifth movie. Well, I mean, it's his last hurrah, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. I know people are probably hating on him because he's, what is he, 78? He's, he's getting yeah, up he there. he still looks good for his age, though, man. He does. Like, I'm not hating on him at all for that. Like, sometimes we need a Logan. Like, we need those movies to carry on if it's done yeah. correctly. And people are worried because it's a different director. They're worried about the writer. James Mangold has taken to Twitter to defend this film and people involved in it. So... Based on that, yeah. I think there's a lot of passion. And I'm going to reserve judgment because there's nothing to base this on yet. But I trust I trust Harrison won't let this movie be bad. Although we did get the fourth movie. And I don't know where his voice was on that. <laughs> like, you know how sometimes actors are so involved in the film. They're like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of this. Did you see the fourth one, Chris? I did. I didn't. I actually didn't mind it, it's, you know. I 
I love the villain. I love the whole crystal skull and with the aliens. Yeah, I didn't mind four. You know, it was, again, for that time when it came out, they needed and wanted to come out with a new Indiana Jones. It'll definitely be interesting to see what they do with the fifth one because I know they're keeping the plot pretty tight. So, you know, as it gets released, any plot lines, it'll be interesting. You know, there is some word that, you know, they're, the Nazis are going to be in there and it's just like, yeah. didn't we do this already? Wasn't that a bit in the fourth one? You know, it's, you know, with Indiana Jones and that kind of storyline, you know, think of Tomb Raider. There's so many different options you can do and you know you could play with you know i just hope that if this is the final indiana jones that they hit it with a high mark and they really go out with a bang because if it is the last one and it doesn't hit the fans of the indiana jones franchises it's gonna bomb so badly but you know that's just my perspective but i really do have high hopes because i do love adventure movies like this you know it was indiana jones and then for me at that time when i was a kid it was the goonies it was almost the same you know if you haven't watched the goonies you need to go and watch it now because your life ain't complete without it you know it's it's a rite (laughs) of passage (laughs) but that's like my I, I, i made my two boys sit down and watch it Good. It is a rite of passage. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But yeah, uh, no, I'm a huge, yeah, I'm a ahead. huge Indiana Jones fan. Massive, massive fan. I love Indiana Jones. I love the trilogy. I bought the box set trilogy when it it was in DVD form back then, and you know, for me, it's they're such amazing, beautiful, you know, movies with crazy turns. You know, I, I like Chris. I love adventure movies as well. I I love the adventure movies that have these puzzles in there where they gotta solve these things to get to the next sort of level or continuation. And I love you know treasure hunting stuff like that. So you know, four for me was a disappointment because Shia LaBeouf I think single handedly ruined that movie. <laughs> he, like wow. he is garbage like sorry do you not like him in general no i I don't know him as a human being but no no i mean acting (laughs) yeah his acting is terrible he ruined transformers for me too he's just not right he was never right for that i don't know whoever thought that he could replace harrison ford was you know probably on a lot of medication at that time whoever thought (laughs) that was possible he is not a harrison ford replacement in any way and Harrison Ford, when he decides to pack it up, and hopefully not anytime soon, because a lot of people love Harrison Ford. I think we all love Harrison Ford here. Mm-hmm. But it's funny how this is only Harrison Ford's movie. Like, without him, Indiana Jones is nothing. Yeah, he But said you that. have, like, James Bond. <laughs> but you have James Bond where people can come over and take over every yeah. decade kind of thing, right? Yeah. And nobody says anything, right? Obviously, some people agree that some Bonds are better than the others, but everyone's okay with that. But Indiana Jones, you try to replace him, people got problems with that. And it's it's kind of disappointing because technology is caught up now where we could have some really cool adventure movies, treasure hunting movies made in the next decade or so. And 
and I don't think that's going to happen with Indiana Jones. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they finally find someone. There's got to be somebody out there that can put their weight of Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford's, you know, uh, powerness into this movie that he has built or this empire that he's built with Indiana Jones and carry it forward into the next generation. And, it, you know, I, I would love that because I don't want to see it end. But Indiana Jones 5, I don't know if you guys noticed, but some of the pictures were leaked. They have some black dots on his face, and that's to de-age him. Mm-hmm. They're using that technology on him to de-age him, and they're obviously going to use stunt doubles to get him to do all kinds of cool jumps and all that stuff. So I think it's going to be an interesting movie. And I did see a video of the Nazi train uh, leaving the train tracks, and it had the Nazi logo on the train. So the Nazis are, in fact, back into this movie, and it takes place in the 60s, I believe. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Anytime I see Nazis getting, you know, they're what handed to them, I'm okay with that. But, you know, with Chris, I, I think it's been tried a few times already. Maybe would have been t- something different would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let, let's see what the story is going to be. We'll probably check it out as the A&R team go watch it in theaters maybe and give our take on it when we finally see it. But it's just nice to see Harrison Ford back doing movies, you know, by himself kind of lead this movie. And hopefully it's a, if it's a farewell, a farewell, you know, send off, hopefully this is a, you know, a great movie and it sends them off into, you know, history books forever. And uh, we'll all cry and, you know, be sad that Indiana Jones will never be made again. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see that how this is going to unfold. What do you guys think? Are you guys okay with somebody else taking over? If there's the right person? I think... Or do you want to see this kind very, of be put to bed? It's in a very tough spot. What's that? Like, the fans are so passionate that... Yeah. All eyes are on it. It has the same same type of curse that Star Wars does. It's never going to live up to the originals. Especially when it hands off to new directors. So... I don't know. That's a tough one, man. I truly, truly don't think the magic could be captured by anyone else in the fans' eyes. And I think people will be automatically negative towards it if they do change actors. What about you, Chris? I'm going to be the devil's advocate, you know, especially with our generation. And we've had a character for so long. It's hard to picture anyone else taking it over. But, you know, it really comes down to the writers and the directors who are going to take it over because it's the writers that make the actor, you know, they're going to find someone who can definitely take it over. You know, they're going to have to probably be pretty choosy if they if that's what it comes to. But, you know, it's you got to kind of look at it from our point of view, like. We're a bit on the older generation, you know, the actors that we had when we were kids are getting older and they can't always do the movies anymore. So they're going to have to bring in something, someone new. And I think they could be successful if they choose right. And any new director coming in to take over that franchise, you know, it's, you know what I mean? It, there, it could be good. It could be bad. But, you know, we have this standard in our minds. So for us, it's never going to be the same. And it never (laughs) will. 
even if they find someone good, will be like, well, they're not Harrison Ford. And it's, you know, that's that's life. But that's where the writing and the the, the supporting cast have to be strong then. Mm-hmm. For us to say, okay, he's not Harrison Ford, but it's still a good movie because so-and-so is in it and the writing is really good. Yeah. And that yeah. could help catapult the part two, right? Where then people will start then thinking, okay, well, you know, this is a good cast, so this is a good show. It might not be a one-trick pony anymore, but it's still a good show, right? I'm going to throw a name out there, and you guys tell me if this person is uh, a good replacement for Harrison. Josh Dumel. I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. What do you think of, what if he was? Josh Dumel. Right? Yeah, Josh Dumel. um, Trooper's Legacy. Was he not? Oh. Yeah, the main character. He was also in Transformers with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, the soldier yes. guy. Yeah, soldier. What do you think if he was to play Harrison Ford? He's got that chops. You know, he's got he's done some decent you know uh, comedy in some of the movies. He's been he's been in a lot of action movies too. He's kind of got the look too. Right? You put a hat on even, him with the whip I can't in his even hat. Picture that. I can't even picture what? that. How could you not? How could you not picture that? I would just make a whole new movie tailored to him. Well, no, it is going to be a whole new movie. It's not no, I'd, be, I'd be like, you're not Indiana Jones, but hear me out. You're going to hop tombs like he did, and you're going to have a whip. You're going to be the same type of character, but not him. Like I can't picture anyone except Harrison Ford. That's the what? curse. What that's if the he, curse. What I'm if he was with. Harrison Ford's understudy? Okay, that's fine. He's gone to school, so he's archaeologist major. He's majoring in archaeology. He's not his son, some weird situation where they put it that way. He's actually a student, and he's going, you know, remember how Sean Connery was on with Harrison Ford in their journeys? Yeah. Right? And so maybe it's something like this, where he's Sean Connery now, and Josh is sort of like the understudied college person trying to get his degree and this guy's like, oh, you want to learn about archaeology? Okay, let me take you on an adventure, boy. You know, show you what really <laughs> it's all about. It's not just about scraping bones on the floor of sand, you know, all day long and reading books. There's all a whole other stuff to it where you can be adventurous and, you know, discover things. That would be cool. Man, Hollywood needs to call me up. I got them. Okay. You Are you sure you just don't want Shia LaBeouf back? Problem yeah, no. Okay. No thanks. Man Crush Monday. <laughs> he can fall in that pit where the uh, crocodiles are in the remember that bridge where there's all these crocodiles? He can just fall over and that'll be the end of that. So I don't mind him if he comes in the next movie. The well, pit of doom. I don't think he will be coming back after everything that's happened with him, so you're exactly. <laughs> but uh how, yeah, we're, you know, I'm excited to see this movie's supposed to come out next year, so probably going to be the summer of next year. They haven't really given a date or a trailer or anything yet. It's in early stages, but mm-hmm. it's filmed. A part of it's being filmed in Scotland right now. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, very very interesting. And uh, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Is there anything else you guys going to add? No, oh, I'm just going to keep my eyes out. See what else pops yeah. up in this movie, yeah, in regards to this film. Cool, cool, cool. And like we've mentioned, uh, we have a social media platform at Astonishing NR. You can go definitely check out daily 
the content we provide. We provide a plethora of pop culture news. And we also have a YouTube channel where we actually do figure reviews. And we've got figure reviews coming every week. We're dropping a video every week. Make sure to go there, like and subscribe and follow us. And we might have some cool news coming down the way in terms of prizes down the road. So if you're following us, subscribe to us. You don't have to worry. You'll be included in this and we'll announce it on our platforms once that gets going very soon. So with that being said, you know, wherever you are on the world or the universe, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Bye-bye. Sesame Street. Forever. Wow. Wow. <laughs> good night. This episode is brought to you by the Public Quick Report. Oh, oh, oh.